With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show live with your man, Smitty. And of course, as always, the phone lines will be open. Let's go ahead and drop those now. Drop the number now and open that up. Call into the show. Call call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL. So we'll go ahead and open the phone line up now. Appreciate everybody being in here. Seth uh, Macho from the last time. I'll close out our throne team, which looks fire, by the way. Call-in segment is here. Voicemail segment is also here. Uh, topic of, of of each of these will be right here. So definitely um, remind me if I don't keep this up to date during the entire segment that we will... That'll definitely do so. So here's the topic at hand. Uh, first voice message while we wait for a phone call is going to come from uh, the graveyard community. Hey, Smitty Silver. Hey, what do you think about uh, Zach Ertz? That's kind of a late tight end, maybe like the 8th to 10th, maybe 12th tight end drafted. What do you think about his upside? Because I'm looking at it in, in Arizona. I mean, you don't really have any red zone threats, any uh, end zone threats. And nobody with size. I'm kind of looking at Urch, maybe, I don't know, 10 touchdown season, something like that. It looked like they had pretty good chemistry with Kyler last year. What do you think about Urch? I'm kind of liking him maybe over uh, Knox or Fryermuth a little bit. What do you think? Uh, I don't know if I like him over Knox or Fryermuth, but I do like him. I like him as like a 10, you know, number 10 type tight end. You know, you, you miss out on Fryermuth. You miss out on Knox. Um, pretty decent, pretty decent. Uh, they did draft McBride as Meet the Woo said, but I don't I don't know that's going to affect too much right out of the gate. But McBride will definitely you know by the end of the year we'll know what he what he is. But early on, Ertz will be the guy. Um, Ertz having trouble staying healthy, I think, is going to be concern numero uno. And we've got uh, we've got uh, a moon request for ETN. I I'm sorry, I just can't hand out moon requests like to the, to moon. the moon ETN. That was easy. That was easy to trick me into that. ETN to the moon official, of course. Of course. Uh, next question is coming from voicemail group number uh, number uno. And that's going to be from Ryan. What's up, Smitty? Really quick question. I uh, posted a trade in one of my home leagues. I offer J.K. Dobbins and my Javante for his Brees Hall and Aaron Jones. What do you think? All right, let's hear that again. What's Dobbins and my Javante. I offer J.K. Dobbins and my Javante for his Brees Hall and Aaron Jones. What do you say? For Hall and A. Jones. Okay, I'm not sure if you said redraft or dynasty. 
did he say? What's up, Smitty? Really quick question. I uh, posted a trade in one of my own leagues. I yeah, it didn't say Dynasty or Redraft. I'm going to say I'll answer both questions um, or both scenarios. So Dobbins and Javante for Hall and Aaron Jones. Um, as much as I love Javante, Hall is going to be so good, I think. And Aaron Jones together, that's just a better option than going with the injured J.K. Dobbins. Um, if it's Dynasty, give me... That's it's tough. You almost have to take the Aaron Jones side on both accounts, just because Aaron Jones and Hall together are just Hall is going to be a, a beast in Dynasty. So I I just can't I can't I can't sign off on Javante by himself against Aaron Jones and Hall. If it's Dynasty, if it's Dynasty. I'd rather I think I'm leaning Javante all of a sudden. I love Hall so much though that. Aaron Jones is is getting older. He he probably has one or two years left. You know, maybe this one year left. Give me the Javante side in Dynasty. It's close though, only because I love Hall that much. But I'm gonna say, give me the Javante side in Dynasty. Give me the Hall and Aaron Jones side pretty easily in redraft. Yeah, and you could trade you could trade J.K. Dobbins for something else. You know what I mean? So. In- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the end, is it Javante and JK? No, it's probably Javante and you go get a, a different player. Uh, so def- definitely feel feel like that's where I would lean, broski, if you know what I'm saying. Um, what else have we got? Whoops. All right, here's another one from this is from the Bruce. Hey Smitty, what's better, full point PPR or half point PPR? I need to know because I have all the guys here in my league and they want to uh, change it to half point. So we just want to know what's better, full point or it, half point. It's all preference, bro. It's all preference. Uh, Bobby says, dead channel. American sport isn't a sp- American sport isn't a sport. Okay, well, see you later, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, guess what you are? No longer on the show. Congrats. Enjoy. Deuces. Go find another place to to try and tear down. Uh, PPR, non-PPR, it's all preference. But me, I only play PPR. I don't play in non-PPR. I don't play in .5 PPR. I don't like that. I like PPR. That's the way I roll. Everybody's different. Preference is... It's all about preference. Uh, Bobby's gone anyway. Silver, I got rid of him. 
Um, it's all preference, bro. And the, the honest, the honest thing is like, you know, I don't think you're going to find a lot of content for half PPR or, or for zero, you know, for zero, you know, for non PPR leagues contents catered to PPR now. So you could say, Oh, I like it a little bit better. You know, I, I feel like non PPR allows me to, to, you know, rank this or rank that way. But bottom line is you're not going to find content that's going to be, you know, as good. What's up? You're live on the fantasy football show. What can I do for you? It's Ricky B. What do you think about Kareem Hunt and uh, De'Aaron Johnson? Hunt and Johnson? Um, sounds like a law firm. Hunt and Johnson instead of Nick Chubb. How do I feel? I mean, I don't know, bro. Well, the rumors one of them might get traded. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. But I, I really think that, you know, you're you're probably better off grabbing... A guy like Hunt later passing on Nick Chubb and taking a, a you know a second round player that you absolutely love, you know that you don't have concerns about because Nick Chubb like in the middle of two, not a huge huge fan of that. Um, late late second round, early third round, I love Nick Chubb there, but I'm certainly not gonna be drafting Chubb too high. And in Hunt's going like almost cuff territory now. He used to go in the third and fourth round as a standalone player. You know, now we've got, now we've got this guy Cream Hunt going back into f- almost flex territory. So I absolutely love Cream Hunt's value. I don't love Nick Chubb's value. Do I draft Nick Chubb over Cream Hunt? Absolutely. You know, that, I'm not a I'm not an idiot. But when we're talking about ADP values, bro, Hunt has literally no risk. Chubb has a ton of it, and Ernest, Ernest Johnson, you know, he's got some upside too. But I think Cream Hunt's got the lock on the running back two spot. But if if he gets hurt, you know, well, I was I was watching a PFF, and they had I think uh, Hunt third, Ernest fifth, and Chubb sixth for a Lisa rating or something like that. Like they were like three in the top seven. Yeah, that. yeah, maybe Chubb was seventh. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, you take Hunt maybe six or seven throughout, especially if maybe if he gets traded to, like, who would pick him up? Uh, would Kansas City take him back? You think? I mean, they could use him. Uh, I don't think anybody I know you talk about. Uh... Yeah. Um. I. I mean, could they? Could no, they? I know, I know you're talking about Kansas City. I know you're talking about Kansas City running backs because the system's so complex. But Kareem Hunt had a his rookie year. He went off. I mean, uh, it... why would he go off and not? It, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, but more, you're, uh, you're talking about what ifs, though. Like, if he went there, sure. I mean, who wouldn't love Cream Hunt in Kansas City? But like, I doubt they're trading for him, you know. But if they did, if if I mean, anything's possible. This is a crazy off season. I think to trade for Cream Hunt, a running back, running backs are rarely traded for. Um, but to not like go above and beyond to try and keep Tyree Hill, like that would be kind of crazy to me to think of that, you know. But. I don't know. Anything's possible, bro. It's just the craziest offseason we've ever seen. To answer your question, if Kareem Hunt was in KC, we'd all love him. I don't even know where his ADP would climb to if he was in KC. Because you know... You know, you think it'd be uh, somewhere in the first. I don't know about first, bro, but like he would be overdrafted. Like It would be a risk, but it would be kind of like a fun risk, but not in the first round. But but like, could he go in the second well, or... Would you take th- over Najee? No. No, he's not good. I just said he's not going in the first Hunt, round. You want to say Cream Hunt and KC not over Najee? No, there's too much, too much unknown, bro. Like if he, if if they traded for him, they're likely trading for him to use him. I get that, but like, 
No, you can't take him over. Not now. He's number two. That's almost take a lap worthy, bro. Almost take a lap worthy. If you want to say he's first round, I I could understand you like wanting to go there, but like, come on, you can't say Cream Hunt going to Casey vaults him into the top three. Like, no way, bro. Well, you seen how he was when he played there. I I heard. Years ago yeah, I hear you, bro. But like, no. The answer is no. <laughs> He's not not over Najee okay, Harris. Okay. Najee Harris is our number two, number three, number four, number five, whatever. Me, he's number two. But, like, do I like him? Do I like him in, like, the... I don't even know where I like him. I don't even know if I could take him above proven guys, you know? Just because he's in KC, like, we'd have to know all the details. You know, it, it would be it would be probably around two. And I honestly, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew how to take that right now. Like, you're talking about a hypothetical. Like, wait, let's stop with it because it's not even going there. But, like, I would say <laughs> second, third round, I, I could see happening. Okay, what else you got? Or like arguing about something that's no, not even. No, I was even... just saying with the Ernest Johnson. I was saying with the Ernest Johnson, he's basically three at this point. He's worth a a flyer, uh, you know, the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth round. Yeah, um, the Dearn- Ernest Johnson. I-, I like him as a late, late, late grab. A late grab. Uh, uh, get get off says uh, Watts innocent, innocent, and no evidence, and y'all don't want to speak about him anymore. I speak about him every day, bro. I talk about Watson every single day, like I. I don't think you could say that to me. <laughs> I, I, I break this stuff down constantly. Um, okay, last question. Uh, where would you take Hunter now if you, if you knew he's going to stay in Cleveland? Sixth round? Uh, Cream Hunt? Um, yeah, I, I'd say like seven. Seven's really good. Okay. Take care, man. Yeah, appreciate you. Call back if you have another question. I mean, he, he really wants Hunt and KC, you can tell. You can tell. Um, let's go with the next. The, the Bruce, uh, next question from the Bruce. Hey, Smitty. Uh, my, qu- my other question is, is it better to go Swift, Javante, and then try to go receiver? Or should I go Swift, maybe a Stefan Diggs, and then a Brees Hall? Or should I just take all three right in a row? In a I mean, you can take all three of the Bruce. It depends on the flow. It depends on who's their wide receiver. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, what's up, Schmitty? It's Angus. How's it going? Angus! What's up, Angus? What's up, dude? Um, I, I'm with you there in terms of I think Herbert is going to probably end up being the QB1 this year. I mean, obviously, Allen's going to be right there at two, but I do think it can be Herbert, and him at the four is a really good value. But I think taking someone like Trey Lance in like the eighth or the ninth, that value is just so much better. Like, granted, if Jimmy G doesn't leave... Uh, that makes it a bit scary. But, like, the more I think about it, I just can't see myself targeting anybody other than Trey Lance just because of the value you're getting. And similarly with Dallas Goddard in, like, the ninth, I think Dalton Schultz in, like, the seventh, sixth, seventh is going to be, like, the tight end two. But if you're getting Goddard in, like, the ninth, that value is just too good to pass up. So I I hear what you're saying, and, and this is an argument as old as time or as old as me at least, and and you're never going to hear me tell you that you have to take a quarterback early, and you're never going to hear me tell you that you can't take a quarterback early. I think when people take that perspective, and I'm not saying this to, to be offensive to your stance or anything, I'm more, more so attacking mm-hmm. the, 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 the gibberish out there and the, the ignorant way that people look at this topic. You're, you're like, you're weighing it out. Like, I respect your take. 
But what I what I think a lot of people don't consider is that it's it's all it's so about flow. It, ha- it has nothing to do with the general mm-hmm. thinking of oh quarterbacks are so deep. I can just wait until later. Like that is a very vague blanket way to look at it. What you got to ask yourself is who's a who's on the who's on the board still when you're on the clock. Like in the throne draft, for example, and I I, I, I I can pull that up here, and I don't know if you can see it right now, but this is in the throne draft um, where your your boy Smitty and our community here we took uh, Justin Herbert at four point one two. So let me give you an example of why I think it, it would be faulty thinking to just assume that taking a quarterback early is bad. So here's the board for the throne draft. At 4.12, Justin Herbert is sitting there, and we have guys like Allen Robinson, um, Mike Williams, who we took right after that. So we got to take Mike Williams out. Jacobs, Brandon Cooks. Sure. I like Hollywood Brown. Like I could argue that. Sutton, Miles Sanders. There's no one really around this area. That screaming, take me or you're going to lose your league. Take me or you're, you're going to regret it. There's no Brees Hall sitting there. There's no ETN. There's no Mark Andrews. There's no T. Higgins. There's no uh, A.J. Brown or even like a David Montgomery. Like those are guys that you say, okay, let's go that route you're talking about where you wait on a quarterback. You're talking about drafting potentially the number one scorer in fantasy football. Why Trey Lance can be, and you're not going to find a bigger Trey Lance fantasy football advocate than me. Like I, I've been talking mm-hmm. Trey Lance up to the moon, and and he's going to explode. He's going to be a top five to seven fantasy football quarterback. He runs. He's got an offense that's that's unbelievable. I love Trey Lance, but that doesn't mean that you wait mm-hmm. blanketly. Like no matter what, like Herbert was the pick here. Even with Joe Burrow going to se- at seven point eight, we almost like regretted it initially. We're like, holy crap, we could have got Joe Burrow at seven point one, and then taken another player. You look at it, and it's it's like, what player would we have gotten? You know, maybe we would have had Hollywood Brown, but like, look at who we got in the seventh round anyway. Hopkins. It's like I understand Hollywood Brown's good there. I understand that maybe Eli Mitchell or St. Brown or AJ Dillon, those are good there. Like taking that player instead of Herbert, I mean, you could argue it, but we got Herbert and Hopkins over whatever player you would take in your Trey Lance. So it's like you got to compare apples to apples. It's all about flow, and you could be right seven times, and I could be right, you know, three times just depending on the flow. And I'm going to be in your camp if at 4.12 there's somebody else like. Brees Hall sitting there. You and I both will be fighting for Trey Lance later. So it's all about flow. Don't take any preconceived notion or a cemented in strategy and be very open to the flow of draft, bro. And, and I think you'll be right yeah, a, lot, a lot of the time, though. It just matters of who's available. For sure. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. That is the way to do it. And um, so my bit of a different question. In the league I'm in, they're thinking of doing a 2QB auction draft coming up for this season how like in normal auction drafts right like i would prioritize like a good running back or something like that how would i then in an auction format factor in quarterbacks and just how much budget should i allocate there um auctions hard to determine because auction Mm -hmm. you've got to 
you know, you've got to go with the flow that's a little different than in a snake draft. Um, auction, you don't really know what the mm-hmm. flow is until a lot of people are spending their money. So the whole point of an auction, the whole strategy is to get people spending. So let's say you don't like Camara. Let's say you don't want Dalvin Cook. Let's say you don't want, um, you know, uh, uh, Kelsey or something. Those are great players to, to throw out when you're on the clock and it's your, it's your time to throw a player out. Be like, Kelsey, uh, Christian McCaffrey. And you get people spending. And then once... The big dogs get settled in. You kind of know what you're dealing with in, when you have some baselines. Mm. But, like, ultimately, I'm looking at targeting these guys I think can be top five at their position, like Javante, like Swift, uh, Brees Hall, um, Kenneth Walker later, much later. I, you know, Don't even bring them up. Let, let everybody spend their money before you bring his name up. Uh, and then get these wide receivers <laughs> like... DK and a Waddle and McLaurin that can go a lot cheaper and less expensive. They'll be a lot less expensive than the Jeffersons and Jamar Chases. Um, ETN will be a steal. I just think it, it, it depends on it. There's no real way to tell you to prepare for an auction because flow can be so crazy, man. It, it can change everything. I, I guess the, 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 the question is then in the 2QB format, are there some quarterbacks you'd want to, like, I guess – targets or ideally like to get like i understand flow and everything but you know how you mentioned you know you can get etn as a steal i agree with that people might be down on him but like just some qbs where you're like yeah no that's that's what i'm going to aim for versus like josh allen at the one yeah um uh, I, I don't know, bro. It'd have to depend on, on what, uh, sorry, sure. I was answering a question here and, and taking care of a moderator issue. What, what was the, what was that last question? More just in that style, how you said, like, there are some people in the auction you target like Javante or ETN cause you'd be able to get them at a bit of a discount. Are there any quarterbacks that kind of quarterbacks, fit that okay. mold for you? Sorry. In two QB, um, seven? yeah, two QB, I'd say Davis Mills. I love a lot as my second quarterback, like real sneaky type. Um, past that, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Trey Lance, you know, you already know that, uh, Trey Lance, um, Hertz is sometimes overvalued, sometimes undervalued. Uh, I mean, it really, it's Trey Lance, it's Hertz, it's Burroughs, like Burroughs ridiculous, bro. Burroughs ridiculous. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. t- t- I, I, you guys, anybody's going to come in and try and disrupt the chat. They're going to be gone. So, Silver, I, I drop you, uh, I give you permission. If someone comes in and they're, like, literally, like, ask me first, but, like, they're, they're not going to come into the chat and just try and destroy and, and tear apart the chat. Like, we'll, we'll get, they'll, get, they'll be gone. So, Silver, you use your judgment and understand, like, I don't want somebody that disagrees with me to be blocked or anything like that. But, Silver, like, someone comes in and tries to do that, um, he clearly wants to to just disrupt the chat just boom get him out of there um yeah anything else you got i mean auction's tough bro auction's tough um but yeah. but, but burrow's going in like the sixth seventh round sometimes that's insane in redraft and in, in, in i'm sorry in in redraft snake but in an auction i imagine sure. if you waited on burrow a lot of times you'd see that same kind of like dollar drop where burrow's going around five six sure. seven and and Burrow could be the number one, he could be the number one quarterback in fantasy football. He could be the number one score in all fantasy football. I'm not saying I rank Burrow one. I rank Herbert and Josh Allen one and two. But if we're arguing, is it is it logical to think that Burrow could be the number one quarter? Absolutely, he could be the number one overall score 
and you get them at equivalent in auction to like six round value, top of the six, late fifth. You just, you're gonna get For like sure. you sleep on Joe Burrow. Like that's a bigger sleeper than Trey Lance. Lance is sleeping late, and I love him. I love him. In an auction, I bet you anything, Lance is probably the best value aside from that. But a Burrow's there at six round equivalent auction dollar value, or in the sixth round in a snake draft, that is, that is, you're gonna get. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. Pro- probably the best value in in the draft, like. Joe Burrow falling in the in the throne draft right here. I'll throw it I'll throw it on the screen again. Just made me sick. Seven point eight. Right in the middle of your screen there. Seven point eight. That is the steal of the entire draft. Burrow has no business in around six, but he's there at seven point eight. That's ridiculous. I don't care if there's nice steals later. That's the steal of the draft. Sure. Sure, sure. No, I, I get what you're saying, man. I and mean, hey, I really appreciate it. Yeah, call in any time, man. Sorry, I was distracted. I was dealing with a couple different things while you're talking. I'll, I'll be more. more no, no, you're good. All right, call back if you have another one. Even even today, the phone lines are open. Later. All right, dial in if you if you got something. The Bruce. Oh, what was the Bruce's last last question? Hey, uh, my qu- my other question is: Is it better to go Swift Javante and then try to go receiver, or should I go? So Swift, Javante, I mean, ultimately, try calling back, buddy, I missed your call. Swift or Javante, it's hard to argue that I'm going to see anything on the board at 12 and 13 at the turn picks that I'm going to like better than that. That's pretty darn good, bro. Uh, Try one more time. I don't know why it's not answering. Sorry about that. I I find it hard to believe I'm going to see two wide receivers there, or even, even like Adams in one of them. I like Swift and Javante because... The wide receivers, you're at least going to get one of DK, McLaurin, or Waddle. And then you could get Burrow with the other one. What's up? You're live in the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, man? It's Overcome. Overcome! What's going on, man? What's up, buddy boy? Hey, I've got two questions. First question, I was listening to the CBS guys this morning, and uh, one of the dudes actually saved me a couple of years ago, told everyone to trade Todd Gurley in like week 13. Hey, yeah, hey, like hey, 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 hey. I led that charge, bro. Nobody saved nobody from Todd Gurley uh, before I did. This was in the Super Bowl, coming out of that Super Bowl. Your boy Smitty literally did a video 10,000 times where I came on and said, no Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley. And I didn't say another word. Just 10,000 straight times, people are like, what's this guy doing? What's this guy doing? So let I don't, maybe you weren't following me back then, Overcome, but like, I'm sorry, I had to interrupt because nobody's saving nobody from, I started that movement. He was the number one or number two overall player coming out of that Super Bowl. And your boy Smitty said, no Todd right. Gurley coming out of there. And people thought I was mad. People thought I was crazy. That's when I first started my YouTube channel and people absolutely lost their minds when I did it. They just thought I was crazy. This is the number uh, one overall pick. Are you stupid? What's this guy doing? I'm not. Sorry, I'm go not ahead. Sure if I was following you. And I, okay. I know I've been listening to you for this is my second season now. I think following okay. you, I, but I just had to um, say that. I'm sorry. So he was that guy. Dave was saying this morning. Kamara is still a second round pick, is, even with the six game suspensions. That what do you think? Okay, so back back to reality. Kamara Kamara's second round pick. No. 
No. With a six to eight game suspension, that is, look, like, where are we drafting Hopkins? Round seven, right? We feel pretty good about that. Where would Hopkins be going without the six game suspension? Probably round three to be like, no one's going to remember it right now. They're going to be like, no, no, Hopkins. Like you're already settled in your mind that what value Hopkins has, but like Hopkins dropped three, four rounds, potentially at least three. Um, Camara, if he's getting six to eight games, you're going to lose your league if you take him in round two. And I don't care if you cuff him to, you don't even know if Melvin or Mark Ingram is the, the cuff, you know? You don't even know if Mark Ingram's going to hold yeah. up at all. Thank you, Ron Navy, for the super. Appreciate you. Um, but I don't know, bro. I, I think, like, I don't even think I'm comfortable in round three. Let me ask you a question. Because th- this is the this is where my mind goes. And when someone says something like, you take Kamara in, in the top of round three, I want to lose it. I'm absolutely about to lose it. Would you really take Kamara out six to eight games over Brees Hall? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was thinking about it. I, I don't. I don't think so, man. I mean, you don't have I, to. I know you're worried about me screaming at you, but like Brees Hall for a full season, even if he's sharing carries in Week One, whatever people want to complain about, like Brees Hall for an entire year or Camara. Brees Hall is going in round four, or you're you're reaching for him in round three, and that's like that's like guaranteed to be there for you before Camara goes. If you're on the clock. And, com- and you're contemplating Camara. I would say 10 times out of 10 in redraft, Brees Hall still on the board. Ten, I'd say 10 times out of 10 times. Yeah. If you're contemplating Camara, you're like, oh, man, he's still there. What, what do I do? Is, what if it's not six to eight games? I guarantee you Brees Hall still on the board. If anybody takes Camara over Brees Hall, who's to the moon, on his way... The moon. I'm absolutely going to lose it because that's that's it's a full season of Brees Hall and six to eight games without Kamara. And what happens when a player's out six to eight games? What usually happens that first game back? They struggle a little bit. They need to get their feet under them. Yeah. So they're really kind of out an extra game. So if he's out, let's say six games, he's really kind of out seven. And when's the someone look up the, the bye week? When's the bye week for the Saints? Does anybody have that off the top of their head? I'm not sure. So, somebody looked that I'm up. Not We're, sure. Let's see. Camara. Oh, in the throne draft, he was, went at two point two. Absolutely crazy. Show player card. Saints have a buy in week six. So he's he if he's out six games, he's really not coming back until week eight. Like think about that. Now, and like good thing the bye week. Yeah. Like you know that would suck to then have get hit with the bye week right after. But at the same time, it's going to suck to wait an extra game. But we're talking about week eight. You're drafting Alvin Camara. Someone said week 14. Isn't it week week 6? Oh, is that last year? That's last year. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Week 14? Yeah, Saints buys in week 14. So you're going to be without Kamara, and then he's going to have a buy. Like, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get hit with that buy either way. You look at it, but that's that's horrible. It's week, bro, week 14 is like the worst week too. Like, JT's got a buy in week 14 as well. That's that's horrible because I I mean it can work out yeah. like here there's there's two ways to look at this because I get asked this question a lot should I avoid JT because it's bye week fourteen first of all if you worry about bye weeks in general I think it's I think it's a waste of time 
if I had all my buys in one week, I'd prefer that than to bleed out slowly every single week. I lose a guy in week eight. I lose a guy in week seven. I lose a guy. You're slowly bleeding out. I'd rather bleed out all at once and come back with a fury all year long. But the one thing that you got to worry about is this week 14 buy. If you think about it from this perspective, if your playoffs start in week 15, uh, week 14, right? Um, you could yeah. have a first round buy. Some people still have their playoffs start in week 14. So they have their playoffs start week 14, 15, 16. They don't play week 17. They've never adjusted to the one extra game. Some leagues do that. More leagues than, than you would think. And my advice to them is this. In a way, if you've got JT for 13 straight weeks and every other team out there has guys on buys all year long and you literally have been buy free of of Jonathan Taylor through 13 games if you don't get the 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 wild or the uh the playoff buy based on having JT with no buys then maybe you don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway so like I can understand from somebody's perspective to be scared in a league where it starts the playoffs in week 14 to have JT but you're probably going to have a, a buy in that week um now the other side of the coin is if you get 13 weeks of JT and you don't get them in the final week of your regular season because your regular season ends in week 14 and the playoffs are 15, 16, 17. If you don't make the playoffs because JT's on a bye in that final week and you had JT for 13 straight weeks, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. So there, there is some like argument to like bye weeks being a problem this year because of week 14. But at the same time, it's all relative. It's all, I could argue any side of it, but what coming back to Kamara, you're out six games, six to eight games, and then he has a bye in week 14. Like, you're going to take this man in the second round. Who said take him in the second round? What was his name? Uh, Dave with CBS. Fantasy. Oh, bro. They had second... a podcast, at, yeah, a podcast no. every morning, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> he probably heard my talk. Yeah, I mean, so if... It's a... So if no one reaches for him, what do you think? If he's sitting there in the fifth and sixth round like Hopkins, is that what you're thinking? He probably heard my Todd Gurley take, bro. That's probably where he got it. Um. <laughs> Maybe. I, I might have, dude. I, I've been listening to you for a few years now, Okay, but not that long. Uh, so. Look, you take Camara six to eight games in the third round, you're in trouble. I, like I said, Brees Hall. Where's Brees Hall going? Third round. Like, easy. You can take him in the third round. He's going in the fourth round sometimes. He's going in the fourth round sometimes, bro. In the fourth round. Yeah. Brees Hall's there every time in the third round, and that's where Kamara's going to go at the very... Like, he's not going in round four. They're going to pe- be people that think, just like Dave is, that he's good in round two. So there's no way he's slipping to round four. So I'm telling you, zero times take Kamara. Zero times. You can draft Brees Hall and get him all year. Brees Hall is going to ball. Brees Hall will answer the call. Brees Hall will not fall. Overcome. Oh yeah, dude. Unless he falls in your I, draft. Yeah, I got another question. Yeah, I got another question for you. So I was looking at the Fantasy Pros uh, website at the uh, strength of schedules, and uh, David Montgomery has the easiest schedule according to Fantasy Pros. Does that change your attitude towards him at all, or are you I mean, still because he's still in that borderline dead zone? Or I mean, I don't have your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't have a bad attitude against him. I, I like him. He's proven to be able to be a top five running back. He did two years ago. He's number four, number four, number five running back. Um, you know, I, I strength of schedule is is kind of like tough to to really use because my strength of schedule that I personally make. I'll tell you where where it has him. 
uh, the, 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 the Bears. Because everybody's got different strengths of schedule. My strength of schedule... Uh, let me find it for you. And I will uh, I will tell you. And I've got it on thefantasyfootballshow.com. So make sure okay. you get on over there and check it out, people. Let's see. Strength of schedule... Hold on. I gotta find it. And my mine incorporates not just rushing, bro. It incorporates PPR as well. So the toughest schedule for all running backs is JK Dobbins in the Ravens. Um the and that's including PPR and rushing. So that that's like the the receiving schedule and everything that the running back is going to face from both a pass catching and rushing combined. So mine's going to be a little bit different. Sanders, Miles Sanders is the second toughest. The Cowboys with Tony Pollard and Zeke have the third toughest. Jonathan Taylor. Um, let me put this on screen here. The, this is according to my data, which incorporates the PPR aspects as well. So many people have the strength of schedule stuff out there that doesn't incorporate pass catching. And it's like Running backs are half receiver now. So here on screen, you can see it. Browns are eighth toughest. Lions, um, so Swift's got a a pretty tough schedule. But it doesn't detour me away from the player. Like ETN, 13th, doesn't bother me. Um, J.K. Dobbins, here's what this this information should do for you, okay? It should help, just like the combine helps kind of top off what you're already thinking. Okay, you already got this tall glass of information and it's just a top off. You know, it can't tell the whole story. You can't put a little shot of whatever you get at the combine in an empty glass and say Justin Ross is going to be phenomenal. This Ross kid at wide receiver is fast. He's going to be a great wide receiver. We didn't know anything about him, but he runs a fast 40. That's like throwing a shot in a big tall 44 ounce cup. It doesn't give you anything. But if you've got the the cup filled to the brim and you're like okay, I really love this kid, Brees Hall. And then he goes into the combine and has one of the best combines we've ever seen. Top five combine performances ever, bro. Score of 99, Brees Hall. And he runs a 4.39. Guess what that little shot does on this full 44-ounce glass of information that's filled to the brim. You throw that shot of that combine information and it overflows. Same thing with strength, strength of schedule. We worry about J.K. Dobbins. Sharing carries. We worry about J.K. Dobbins with the injury, coming back from injury. We worry about J.K. Dobbins getting his touchdown touchdowns vultured. And then you give me this information that is a shot glass of information. It's not everything. Overflow, bro. J.K. Dobbins, why would you go near him? Why would you go near him at this point? It, that information just, it just tells you even more of a reason to stay away. So if we if we organize this by easiest, uh, let me refresh this and 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 show you. We'll go from easiest down. You said it was the Bears, according to Fantasy Pros. Yeah, man. According to my information, the Bears rank. One, two, they're on that on they're on this list right here. What what do I have? Let's see. The Bears rank. Don't I have them on here? 
Yeah, they rank ninth, bro. Ninth toughest. Ninth toughest because they're incorporating the pass catching part of it. Ninth toughest. That means that like like if we were in the olden days where running backs didn't like every running back's a PPR guy minus Derrick Henry and maybe you know Fournette can be some years and not other years and um, but everybody else is like a, a PPR monster. Like that's the way you come into the NFL now. That's the way the running back is used. Like every running back on here catches passes. Zeke Elliott now Tony Pollard I think. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Gibson, not Derrick Henry. Swift is a huge PPR guy. Um, Chubb, Chubb and Henry are, you know, at, at uh, six and eighth are the two guys that, that come to mind that aren't the heaviest PPR guys. McCaffrey, um, Aaron Jones, ETN, James Cook is going to be a third down guy. Eckler, uh, Barkley's going to try and catch a whole bunch of passes. Dalvin Cook catches like, like I'm saying the Bears don't have the easy, easiest schedule. I'm saying the Bears are in the top 10 of the worst schedule combined. So it's all perspective as to what strength of schedule means and how you look at it. But I'm on. Macho says PPF rates the Bears as the 31st offensive line in the NFL. So um, take that with a grain of salt, but still good info to know. So like, just like I was saying earlier, that's a shot glass of information and you got to judge how much does that push you over the edge? Like, is the glass already full of information and that shot glass makes it overflow? And you're like, damn, that's just one more thing to be concerned about. But, or to be excited about. If you get, if you have like a situation where you're like, okay, worried about Kenneth Walker, but I love his talent. They drafted offensive linemen and then, then PFF came out with some ranking that had the Seattle Seahawks as one of the better offensive lines. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that would help make you feel much better about what you've already evaluated about Kenneth Walker. Um, if you look at, you know, um, it, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like you got You got to incorporate it all and you got to take some of it with a grain of salt and you can't let, just like the preseason, you can't let the preseason influence you. Um, the year Marshall yeah. Falk fell off the face of the earth. Some of you didn't have the luxury of playing fantasy football during the Marshall Falk days. I did. I'm a dinosaur. But Marshall Falk, the year he fell off the face of the earth, he had a monster preseason, bro. And and everybody was all oh, ready wow. to write him off and take him out of the top five. Maybe even borderline first rounder was like, oh my God, Marshall Falk, he's so good. But is he done? Is he done? It's kind of like where Derrick Henry is. Is he done? So many people loved him still. So many people were like, I'm backing off. This is too long. He's going to fall off the face of the earth. The injuries are coming. And Marshall Falk had like three touchdowns in one half of a preseason game or one quarter. I forget what it was. And it was like, holy, like we went into drafts that next week and he was getting shot up the board. He was getting taken one, two, three overall. He absolutely busted that year. Um, So like preseason can screw you, but it can also help make you feel better about what you already know. So definitely, you know, use it to your advantage. Appreciate you overcome. Anything else? Yeah, no, man. Just uh, thanks for the inside, dude. I'll definitely check out your website. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, call in any time. Yeah, the, else, yeah. Thank you, dude. thefantasyfootballshow.com, bro. Get over there. Get the, one on, get the one-on-one text advice. Let's see. On that note, let me check the text line. Let's see if there's anybody that's sending me a message. There we go. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, peace, bro. Yeah, later, man. This is a trade question on a on draft picks. I love the draft pick stuff. 
Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL. With maybe a Stefan Diggs. Jim. Hey, Smitty. A lot of people expect big things this year out of Hollywood Brown and Russell Gage for obvious reasons because the two big receivers are out for the first six games or so over the year. So my question to you is, though, once DeAndre Hopkins comes back and once Chris Godwin returns, what is your expectations for both Gage and Hollywood Brown after the return of the big wide receivers? Do they continue on their pace or do they kind of slow down? Good question. So the question is Hollywood Brown. And Gage, what do we expect once the the situations kind of change back to potentially normal? Thank you for the super chat. Overcome dropping the wad on screen. Always appreciated. Uh, overcome. Always appreciated. And we had Ron drop one earlier. I think Ron was who was laughing a lot. He was kind of that was kind of the commentary of what was going on. I think in the it says uh, <laughs> release the Kraken, Smitty. You are the Kraken. Thank you. Sometimes I feel like the Kraken, and it's kind of a compliment to me. You know, I, I have big energy. Big hands, big energy. I like my analysts with big hands. Big energy, big hands. I like my people with big hands. Gage in Hollywood. So thank you, Ron, for all the super chats and support. Appreciate you. Um, I don't know, bro. I, I I think I think Gage is gonna probably be successful all year. I think if Godwin comes back, Godwin's probably still gonna struggle. You know, he's coming back from an ACL tear, man. ACL tears, you come back from an ACL tear as an injury-prone player, and don't give me that crap that Godwin's not an injury-prone player. You come back from an injury like an ACL when you're an injury-prone player, you're probably going to have hamstring issues. Look at Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook came back from his ACL tear, and he had a hamstring issue, and his his first year back was kind of a waste. Godwin is out for quite some time, bro. We don't even know when Godwin's coming back. And he's going to come back not 100%. Gage is probably, probably, to the moon. Going to have a moon-type season, at least to the degree, like, where he's getting drafted. And Hollywood Brown, that's a different story. I think he could like lead the the he could lead in the top five in like receptions or something like that. some big category for the first six games while Hopkins is out. When Hopkins comes back, will he even be healthy? Will the rapport between Hollywood and and uh, Kyler be dumbed down or watered down by the presence of Hopkins? I don't know. I don't know. I, it may not change that much. We might still have a whole lot of value. Out of Hollywood, I imagine his value would go down a little bit, but maybe not. Maybe not. But I would say definitely gauge to the moon. Hollywood, he's gonna have a really good year. Worth a six-round pick by by a long, you know, long shot. What's up? You're live in the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? What's up, Smitty? It's Mario. Mario. What's up? What's up? I uh, my work. Uh, we just started a fantasy league today, and uh, I want your take on my team. Okay. So at the third overall pick, I ended up getting Jonathan Taylor, believe it or not. Okay. <clears throat> so went 
Jonathan Taylor, Javante, CD Lamb, Terry McLaurin, ETN, Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz, Mooney, my boy, uh, Lazard Harris, and then, you know, a bunch of other, you know, random fills. Damn, what bro. What do you think? I mean, I think, first of all, no no problem. I think it's a little bit of a brag call, right? Mm-hmm. But let's let's get let's give you let's give you your standing ovation because regardless of destroying, uh, you know the fourth floor, account, the the accounting floor at your your place of employment, you absolutely <laughs> blasted them. We'll give you we'll give you a little standing ovation. For you. I, I think uh, you know it, it is a brag call. Like you knew what I was going to say. You knew what everybody's going to say in here. JT Javante <laughs> Lamb. You got you got three guys that I consider to be in the top five at their position. Uh, you've got literally three guys that you would draft in the top 12, but Cloran, ETN, Murray, like, what, what, what do you want from me, bro? You're going to absolutely blast them. You're, you might, if your boss is in this, you might be out of a job. You might have to cut McLaurin mid season. Just cut him just to keep your job. <laughs> I just wanted your take. I don't know. I mean, I tell grandma hi. Yeah. That's, that's what, uh, is, is Graham's in this league too? Uh, I think someone's grandma. Someone's grandma, yeah. Thing. You know, the, right. the, the receptionist yeah. that's never played fantasy football ever is in this league? I'll play. <laughs> yeah. The chili's on the warmer in the break room, by the way, but I'll play. <laughs> I got JT third overall. <laughs> it, I think it went Christian third overall, <laughs> Derek Henry, and I snagged JT third. <laughs> yeah, okay, bro. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> What's up, Bap? Oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. B? What's up, Bap? What's up, Charles? All right, man. Anything else? You got you got anything serious? Um No, that's about it. Uh Darnell Mooney to the moon, but that's all I got. Yeah, hey, we got we got a, a Uh Darnell Mooney. Yeah, buddy. Uh yeah, he's you know, he's he's gonna be He's gonna be overdrafted in some cases and totally underdrafted in others. I don't. I don't know that Mooney has like a set ADP. It feels like a wide open range of, of value. So yeah, I agree with you. Depending on where you get him, but yeah, some people are overdrafting him. Some people aren't drafting him anywhere, bro. It's like crazy. But but yeah, call in yeah. anytime. Uh, nice job. Hope that was a money league or a promotion. You know, maybe that a promotion. Was a money league. Yeah. You what? 25 bucks. Yeah, but you know, bucks a person, 12 people. <laughs> bro, that you might want to buy like bagels for the whole floor after you blast them and, and embarrass them <laughs> with that team and at least get some bagels and be like, hey, bagels are on me for winning. And then they'll be like, okay, he's a pretty good guy. You know, exactly. Uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. No, that's a good ba- one. <laughs> bagels on me after I mop the floor with you chums. All right, later, bro. Later, bro. He's playing with grandma. All right, what else we got? We got Jim. Jim, thank you for the question. Jim, did I answer your question fully? Hey, Smitty. Game just over the year. So my question to you is, though, once DeAndre Hopkins comes oh, back. Ho- Hopkins, yeah. So Ho- Hollywood Brown uh, might dr- drop a little bit, but I still think he t- maintains really good value. Plus, Hopkins needs to prove he can stay healthy and all that. The Bruce. Hey, Smitty, who should I keep? CMC in the second, Diggs in the third, or Javante Williams? Who in the third? Who did you just say? I'm 
don't have it back. And once Chris Godwin returns, uh, what do you, who do you say? Every time that Bruce tries to talk, we get a call. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Release the Kraken. Release? Is what's this up, Ron? Baby? This is Ron. Ron, baby. what's up? <laughs> you know, I, I've been called worse. <laughs> The Kraken is is just no. Wild. That was a compliment. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. I would know. you get would, would you get all would you get all riled up? I can see the Kraken coming. He's scary. <laughs> He's mean. What's up? What's up, bro? Hey, listen. Um, I know we haven't really talked about. People need to realize. I think people forget. Like you know, they're all big into you know. Jamar Chase and all these guys that just smashed it last year. But what people forget is all these guys that are going in the round one this year are all guys that were taking four, five, and six, seven rounds last year. And people are, I think people put too much emphasis, especially on rookie receivers, when history shows you, you might hit on one or two rookie receivers, maybe. That'll jump out and just, but most of the time it's like their third year, bro. I mean, that's that's the time period when you really want to look so, at those. Why do you think I'm so excited? Yeah, why do you think I'm so excited about trading down this year, if at all possible? Like if I if I hit the marker board right here, I'm not sure if you can see this, so you can watch it on the replay. But uh, where's my marker? Where's my eraser? I had the kids in here drawing on the boards, and they, but uh, we got so like like if you're let's say drafting at the one point five in the first round, and then here's you know the other rounds. So you got round two, round three, round four, round five, round six. I love getting out of this pick, even though I love Jamar Chase, even though I love Justin Jefferson, even though I love Austin Eckler. I'm not saying I hate those players at all. But when you could turn this pick into, so here's your original draft slots that you have, okay? I don't know if you can see this right now, but you can watch the replay. But but once you trade this 1.5 no, down and you get an additional second, an additional third, it's like th- this right here is just so much stronger. You don't you don't miss a beat that much. Like if, if you're taken at this pick, somehow Debo falls here. Um, but let's say, you know, comparing apples to apples, your 1.5 got you a late second and an early third. You know, maybe you do take Hill. Maybe you don't like Hill. Maybe you like somebody else. That's fine. But Jamar Chase down to Hill to get this extra Herbert or this extra Brees Hall or this extra DK Metcalf or whoever you end up taking is such a big advantage. You got Debo Hill. Uh, you got Hall. You got uh, Josh Allen. Um, you get in this fourth round, maybe you get Hall in this fourth round. Maybe you get in this third round. Uh, I don't know. Third rounder could be name a third rounder. Let's see. Uh, maybe AJ Brown or no, we'll go running back. Run to ETN, ETN. So now you have this team, you have Debo Hill, Josh Allen, ETN and Brees Hall. And I haven't even talked about your fifth and sixth rounder. Fifth and sixth rounders are loaded too. Fifth round. You're talking about, uh, potentially, um, you know, Mike Williams or maybe a Kittle. You can even get Kittle in the fifth round right now. So let's say you get Kittle as well. Let's put Kittle in here. I mean, that's an insane team, man. Debo, Hill, Josh Allen, ETN, Brees Hall, George Kittle. It's so much better. It's so much better than having this first round pick. I'm all about trading down this year. All about it. 
You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yep, and I, I can see I saw everything that you just put up. I mean, I'm watching you on my iPad, talking to you on my phone. So there you go. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, so, he, uh, yeah, bro, I, I I just thought, you know, we don't talk about it a lot about these, especially the rookies, you know, they, you can be high on them, but you got to watch where you take them because most of the time they're just not going to do it the first year. Yeah. I, I what mean, do you think of that? I think we got, yeah, I'm not, I'm not high on this rookie wide receiver class though. This isn't, this doesn't have, Jamar Chase was easy to see coming. It was so easy. It was like, I mean, it was like seeing the shuttle already take off and head to the moon. And people are like, I wonder if he's going to get to the moon. Like, it was so easy to see. These these rookie wide receivers aren't aren't those guys. They're not Jeffersons. They're not Jamar Chases. Maybe they become, uh, if I had to throw a name to it, like a T. Higgins. Like, maybe one of these guys could become a T. Higgins. Maybe one of these guys could, be, could become... Uh, a a maybe a Metcalf or, or that level, but no one is a Jamar Chase. No one's a Justin Jefferson. Yes, there will be players that come out as good as those guys eventually. It always happens. That you know Jamar Chase. I see yep. Joel's comment. Chase is a unicorn. I mean, you could say that, but so is Justin Jefferson. Two unicorns in the same same five year span. I don't think so, Joel. I think they're both unicorns. They're twins. Um. I mean, yeah, Jamison Williams says Sindhu. Like, he could be really, really good, but he won't be the good for a, you know, a good year. It's, he's not going to be that guy this year. It'll take him a full year. I think Justin Ross has some of that potential, but you got the, the neck and spine issue. I don't I don't see it. I see Brees Hall becoming top five for running backs. I see Kenneth Walker being top five to ten for running backs if they unleash him properly. Draft Kenneth Walker appropriately. Don't let don't make the Kraken come out. Um, I think uh, Tyler Algier. I know everyone thinks I'm running back rookie hungry, and I have the running back fever for the rookies, and and I kind of do, but it's selective. I don't love every rookie running back. I didn't love Cam Akers as a rookie. I didn't love a lot of guys. You know, I don't just love rookie running backs. Tyler Algier, Rashad White are the two running backs outside of Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall that I do love. I think Tyler Algier could be well, like, a monster. Like you said, you know, I mean, with the rookie receivers, well, you can still, you can tell a lot of times with the rookie running backs and rookie running backs, you can plug and play them. And if they're in the right system, they're going to have success. They have a chance of having success right away. Unlike your receivers that don't have that high of uh ceiling to have success in their first year. Yeah. And it's all case by case. Like, it's not a thing where people should have lower expectations for rookies. Stop, you know, stop overvaluing rookies. Like, some of that's true, but but it depends case by case on the year. Kyle Pitts, easy to see coming. Jamar Chase, easy to see coming. Joe Burrow, easy to see coming. Brees Hall, I believe, is easy to see coming. This rookie Robinson coming out next year, if he doesn't get hurt and he has a good year easy to see coming. He's a top five running back. I'm already telling you, next year's number one rookie running back will be a top five to ten running back. Like, in my mind, he's got that much potential. I don't know if we'll have a handful of them, but we'll have at least one of the top five rookie running backs ranking inside my top, at least my top five to ten for 2023 and beyond. And Robinson is an absolute monster. 
And if he stays healthy and has a baller year, he's going to be the most clear-cut rookie running back prospect we've seen for a while. Um, this will feel a lot like some of the guys that... Like, Brees Hall felt, I think, to a lot of people, not me, but to a lot of people, a, a rookie that may not have ranked number one in different classes, but I love this dude. Now, keep in mind, the year Jamar Chase came out, that was the first year last... Uh, two, or uh, Yeah, that year, I believe, was the first year I had ever, 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 Ron... In my 20 years doing this professionally, ever ranked a rookie wide receiver at the 1.1 in my rookie rankings. It has always been a running back. Um, Jamar Chase and and uh, I, and I and granted I liked I liked uh, DeAndre uh, Devontae Smith a lot too, and I still like him a lot. But Jamar Chase not only moved up to one, but I absolutely. Love Jamar Chase coming out of his rookie year, ranking him as the fourth overall dynasty player, which took a lot of heat when that came out. Now everybody loves Jamar Chase as a top four dynasty player. But that was the only year I ever, ever, ever liked a wide receiver as the 1.1 in a rookie-only draft. I'm not saying that won't happen again, but I think we're back on course for running back, and Robinson's going to be the clear one. Hall's the clear one. I like Kenneth Walker a uh, Almost a little more skill set wise, but his situation's clearly a little bit behind Brees Hall, so you gotta be very careful with it. I think I think people get a misconception too, and they don't realize like the running backs in the draft have been devaluated. So your top running backs are gonna fall to the second, third round simply because of the way the, the, the draft and people are evaluating them, but that doesn't mean that they can't be the top running back in the class, and people got to realize that just because they weren't taken in the first round doesn't mean they're not going to be awesome like Priest. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I mean, look at Jefferson. So, hey, look I'm at- gonna let, I'm gonna let you go so other people can call in. But hey, bro, like I told you um, in the message, you probably haven't even seen it yet, but your show is the most interactive show out there, bar none. There are no shows like yours. And, you know, I just gravitated to your show. I've watched a lot of different fantasy shows, and yours is just iconic, and and there's nothing like it out there. So, Well, um, broski to broski, let you go, brother. we gravitate toward you as well, whether that sounds weird or not. Appreciate you. All right, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'll be in the chat. <laughs> later. We gravitate together here at the Fantasy Football Show. Appreciate Appreciate your kind words, Ron. Uh, The show to the moon. Ron to the moon, the show to the moon. To the moon. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? You might want to turn that down in the background, too, if you can. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Smitty, how you doing? What's up? Who is this? Uh, This is uh, Steven. I'm... uh, calling from mass i've been a big fan man i've been uh i'm liking the interaction and uh with you and stuff just like the other guy i was talking about appreciate you man what can i do for you so i'm uh i know you had things said uh on the chat it says like rookies but i wanted to know like like uh are you are you uh big into the saquon like barkley train i know that like he's definitely burned us like so much with uh always getting hurt but now it seems like the ball actually like kind of like knows what he's doing and it seems like they're actually like pay attention to try to get like the offensive line going and stuff. I just want to know if, if you 
think that it'd be like uh, depending on where he is, if you feel comfortable to going back into Barkley. I'm you sorry. Who is this? He might have like top five upside. Yeah. Who is this again? I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. Uh, Steven. Steven. First of all, Steven. Yeah. We're not talking about rookies. We're talking about whatever the topic is you bring up and I put it on screen. So now it's Saquon. So appreciate your call okay. and question. Um, Saquon Barkley, I'm, I'm not super high on. Um, it's not that I don't envision him bouncing back or having good value at a certain ADP. It really comes down to where is everybody taking him? What's the cost of entry? What's the risk level? What's the I, What's the odds of him overperforming? Because er, everything for me, and, and, and Stephen, if you take anything that I say ever and use it, and let's say you can only take one thing from my content ever, and you can never hear another word of what I say, this is the most important thing. When you're on the clock about to make your selection, every single time, whether it's the 3.4 or you go to the fourth round, it's your fourth round pick, you've already drafted three rounds and you're on the clock in round four or you're on the clock in round five, reset your thinking, let everything go, and ask yourself the simple question, what player has the highest floor and the most ceiling? The most ability to climb up draft slots from this pick right here. And if you take that player, you may create a hole for yourself at your running back too. I'm not saying to draft multiple tight ends when you can only start one. I'm not saying, I'm saying in your mind, who is the best pick for your team build? And you're not drafting positions. You're just, I mean, like, you know, like I said, you already have a tight end. You can't take a tight end. You already have a quarterback. You can't take it. Like, I understand all that. You got to encompass that logically, right? But on, yeah. when on the clock, what player can climb up the draft in hindsight and be worth so much hot? Like, who has the most upside and the, the least floor? And sometimes it can be okay if they have more more of a risky floor than one, one player if they've got more upside. So, like, Brees Hall might have way more upside and have a little bit more risk to start off slow because maybe Michael Carter is involved for four or five weeks more than we think. But if he has more upside, you can kind of make that judgment call. But every single time you're on the clock, reset your thinking and ask yourself that question. Who can climb the draft slots more than any other player at this draft slot? And who's the safest player? And I, I venture to say that a lot of people disagree with me here. But Saquon doesn't feel like a good bet from second round territory. The further he goes back, the more likely I'm going to align with other people on Saquon. So I like Saquon at 3.5, 3.6, 3.7. I don't like Saquon at 2.9, 2.10, 3.1. Like when we were on the clock in the throne draft, um, we had a lot of people wanting Saquon Barkley if if he was there at 3.1. And I just didn't feel like he had a safe enough floor given we haven't seen him back the only thing we have to go on is that he says he feels better, but we also heard a lot of things when he was supposed to be ready for week one. Until I see it, I can't, I can't Smitty approve him anywhere ahead of three point five. Doesn't mean he can't. Okay. Doesn't mean he well, can't do it, bro. Doesn't mean he can't be a top five to ten running back. He clearly had that ability, but we are several years removed from that, and I don't think it's unreasonable no. for me. To be like, give me him as a mid-third or later. Or it's not that I hate him. I'm just going to let somebody else take that dive. And I'm going to say, give me give me ETN. And Don Draper wants to know ETN over Barkley. Give me ETN. 
I take ETN over Barkley 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10. That puts Barkley well beyond 3.3, 3.4 for me. And 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 some are going to disagree. I, Look, I said Jamar Chase would I, be the difference maker for the Bengals. He was. Some hated that take. I said Devontae Smith was going to be a monster right out of the gate. He hasn't been. Look, you're going to hit stuff. You're going to miss stuff. I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. Sometimes things are out of your control. Like, it's just the way it is. That's, you know, that's definitely fair- true. And, it, and like where you're talking about, it's definitely all luck. Because like the, a lot of the players that we draft, we don't even know. Like, uh, they have that upside. But we don't. We can't even account for who's going to get hurt on our teams or not. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing with it too. And situation, you can talk yourself in and be a little biased towards situation and say, like in the case of Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith got drafted into a a god-awful situation at the time. I think it's going to start to turn into a good one because with A.J. Brown there, with Hurts finally having the weaponry to really unleash, you got Goddard, the Eagles are going to do some damage. And Hurts is going to be confident. And I don't think the coaching staff, Sirianni bothers me, but I don't think the coaching staff is going to, hold this thing back anymore. I, that's what's been happening. I think Devontae Smith's going to take yep. a nice little step forward. But I'll be honest, I was wrong on the impact he'd have right away. I'm not saying Devontae can't turn into a top 10 wide receiver. He could, but the odds are probably against it now with A.J. Brown there. And, you know, you got to recalibrate. You got to step back and say, look, that one, that one didn't hit, but that doesn't mean that you quit and go home or you're scared you threw an INT you get out there you start tossing more passes we're going for home runs sometimes you're going to swing and miss but you can hit those home runs and we hit them more than we miss them here on the show Saquon Barkley feels like just a little bit risky but not horrible like I'm not making you take a lap if you take him at 3.2 you take him at 3.2 and you like him I don't I don't hate that I don't hate that I don't like it for myself but it's not a horrible that's not taking like Leonard Fournette and at two point five is complete. Like that's when the cracking comes out, and I start pressing buttons and taking laps. But like Barkley in the in the early third, I don't love it. But you're not gonna you're not gonna get a take a lap button. I think I think like with me too is that like because I know like like when I watch you guys' show and like you guys like do like a lot of like I've a little bit of both like expert leagues and like casual. I just like for me it's like in a casual league, and I know that. There's definitely, like, a lot of people that, like, I've already talked to, like, in the league. Like, some people don't even want to take McCaffrey's because he's, like, injured. And I always, like, injury prone. And, like, for me, I I just try to figure out, like, the best, like, value. And, like, what you're talking about, like, resetting. The only thing I want to ask you is, like, as a draft strategy, how much should I put into, like, focus? That, like, I know that, like, there's a lot of talented, like, players. But, like, their situation where their quarterback might stink or it's, like, you talking about, like, the coaching, like, schemes and stuff like that how much should i put that into like consideration when i when i'm drafting and stuff it bro i wish there was a formula for it it's case by case like i tell everybody it's like the shot glass example that i gave i don't know if you heard it but you have a 44 ounce cup in front of you and you're filling it with information and once something's high enough and you feel a certain way and you've got this full glass to the to the brim and you give me a piece of information Mm -hmm. like this line's ranking bottom in the nfl and offensive line rankings and you already have a 44 ounce cup full of doubt like jk dobbins jk dobbins coming back from an acl tear bro in a running back by committee environment with a vulturing touchdown quarterback okay my 44 ounces full to the brim of doubt already and then you come in and tell me they have the worst schedule for running backs uh, according to my uh strength of schedule 
according to my strength of schedule, I got it right here. He has the worst running back schedule when you incorporate PPR and rushing strength of schedules. He's number one toughest. So so that's that to me, this is where I say, that's like giving me a shot glass of information, okay? Because strength of schedule is not everything, bro. But I already have my 44-ounce mm-hmm. cup full. You pour the shot glass in, it's overflowing, okay? If I had an empty glass, I had no doubts about a player like JK, and I, I poured the shot glass in, it wouldn't give me much information at all, you know? So so it's all case by case. You've got to have a whole lot of other inf- information compiled and in your mind, in a, in a you know a, a, an opinion already established, and then when you hear something like, you know, strength of schedule or offensive line rankings, or do you worry about this stat right here? Like those things will make you hesitate. You'll look at it, but you need to. You can't base anything off of one simple thing. Okay, that's that's what I'll definitely try to do because you know it just sucks. Like because like there's like a lot of great players like. Like Michael Thomas, but I'm, I, I mean, I, I like him, but like, you got to worry about like Jameis Winston and even like the Seattle situation. It's like they have like, like, the, they have like two great receivers that I would like to take, but like the problem for me is like, are they actually going to end up getting Baker Mayfield or that they, they're going to end up just like keeping what they have and like Geno Smith and stuff like that? And that's yeah. the type of stuff that like kind of like scares me. Yeah. Stay, stay away from Dobbins, guys. I see you in the chat. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to you got to try and look, man. Here's the thing. I don't know if you remember the fantasyfootballshow.com or not, but I've got all kinds of stuff dropping the 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 fantasy football courses and everything over there. You want to get on over there if you have it. Um basically being a fantasy football owner, it's funny. Think about it for a second. When you're in school, what are you doing? You're learning. When you're at a job, bro, what kind yep. of work do you do? You don't have to tell me where you work, but like what kind of work do you do? Uh, I work in like a, uh, like a dispensary, so I handle okay. like, just so, like, uh, weed and stuff like that. So if you were wanting to climb up there, you'd have to learn different skills. You'd have to get different certifications, I'm sure, and acquire these things, right? Yeah. Cause if you didn't, you just sit there stagnant. You wouldn't really learn anything. You maybe, and maybe you're fine doing that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with staying where anybody's at. Sometimes it's nice to be, you know, not, not have the stress of moving up. But, but my point is as a fantasy owner, if you want to become better, you can't stay stagnant in the yep. in the things that you're weak at. You want to turn your weaknesses into strengths. And so like at the fantasyfootballshow.com with the 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 video courses and such, it's all about trying to figure out how to better your evaluation process. Once you hone in on that and you start actually improving and working on different things through mock drafts and through different approaches and different ways of thinking about it, like you get better at these areas instead of year in and year out, you got the guy that comes in that can draft well, but he's a shitty manager. You got a guy that can manage well, but he's a crappy drafter and they just keep staying that way. You know, like nobody looks at fantasy like it's alert. Like you can get better every year, improve and become a monster in every single one of the categories. So it's all about wanting to actually learn. It's that's, that's what I love to do at the fantasy football show.com is a learning center. Yeah, that's that's what I like to do too. Like, cause like I've been in the, a lot of my leagues for like a while, and I just learn about like how like people draft, and I just try to like take try to use that as to like my advantages, or like if I knew it, uh, I try to take like past experiences. Like for like last year, I had like Kyler Murray, and I didn't end up like getting into the finals, and I knew that like quarterback was like a weakness. So yeah. like for me, like I, I want to try to like get in, get somebody like 
get somebody like decent and like Bro. my wide receiver. I had uh, Chris Godwin as like a wide receiver one, so it's like trying to figure out like stable wide receivers so that way if something goes down, like I'm I'm pretty much like set up like for like success. Bro, Burrow, like Burrow round with all that stuff. Man. Burrow round five six. Okay, bro. Appreciate you. Call back anytime. I uh, think. Yep. All right. Dial into the show. Call into the show. Dial six zero. Uh, what do we got here, the Bruce? Hey, Smitty, who should I keep? CMC in the second, Diggs in the third, or Javante Williams in the seventh? I'm having a hard time. Javante. Uh, picking between the three. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hold on one second. Let's play this hey, Bruce's message one more time. Hey, Smitty, who should I keep? CMC in the second, Diggs in the yeah. third? Yeah, bro, Javante. Javante is an easy smash in that, what was it, seventh round? That's not even close. Uh, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I help you with? Yo. Oh, Smitty, Smitty. Yeah, who is this? Is, is you speaking with Jayon, man? Titans fan, you know what I'm saying, man? I What's just want to ask you a question, man, about uh, – I, I, so I got the 12th pick, right, man? And I've been thinking of this strategy because I want one of those – I either want one of those uh, – Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, like I'm that guy, but I want to take a RB with it. And I was thinking of Mark Andrews with the one uh, one twelve, and then Javante with the one thirteen. Like, how you feel about that one? Andrews anywhere. So Andrews inside. Uh, we'll call it top fourteen is the topic right here. Top fifteen. That's too early, bro. Uh, I, too I early. mean, yeah, I mean. Like I guess I'd, I'd I'd ask the question like do you do you think Andrews will beat Travis Kelsey this year? I mean if you do, I can't really argue against the the positional advantage you're getting if you believe he will be like that difference maker. But yeah. I don't I think Andrews is like look you take Hollywood Brown away there's it's a it's there's two ways you could argue it man there's two sides of the coin. Will he be shut down because defenses will focus on shutting him down? Will Bateman replace Hollywood in terms of stretching the defense? Will the offense even be in the red zone as much? Will they struggle? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Andrews could be fed more and produce more and just be leaned on and just be a monster. But at 12 overall, I think it's a little risky. Mm. I think you could trade down. Can you trade? Yeah, is this a, it's a keeper league. We is it, allow it. Is it premium tight end? No, just regular. Uh, just regular. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's way too, it's way too early. Like you could trade. Like if I'm not gonna talk you out of taking Andrews, but you could trade yeah. down, man. You could trade down to like 18 and probably safely get him. So if I'm you, I would take Javante at 13. I love that idea. Swift or Javante, you know, or if for any mm. reason, like you know, even if it's Dynasty, I'd take Cup there. So, like, if any of the top three wide receivers or Swift or Javante fell, take him at 13. I would trade your 12 pick and try and get a pick around 18 or 19 or something like that. And then get in, move up significantly. Don't take some garbage move up later. Like, try and almost get an extra pick and just talk that person into, you're getting a first rounder, you know, at 12. Um, that, it's just too high, man. It's too high. Like, it... it, it Andrews would have to hit a massive like home run to get your value back. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're even it's not like you're even like I'm telling you he can't do it. He could do it. He could do it, but like then what? Like he earns his value, <laughs> you know? Like 
if you, if you <laughs> yeah, get Andrews at real. 18 and he's a top 10 guy, then, bro, Andrews exploded from number 18. But if you take Andrews at 12 and he's a top 10 overall player, it's like you sweated bullets all year and you got what you paid, but you didn't, like, hit a home run with it. Man, I, I appreciate you, Smitty. I'm going to go back and listen to this later, man. I, I listen to your stuff every day, man. Appreciate you, man. Keep yeah, it hey, up, man. For yeah, real. man, you got, you got anything else? Call back. The phone line's open. But call in any time. Appreciate you. For sure. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, do it, the Bruce. Kenny. Hey, Smitty. Stafford or Russell Wilson in redraft this year? Stafford or Russell Wilson in redraft? Um, you could go either way, but I'm going to go Russ, baby. Russ is going to cook. I think the, the Broncos, you got a lot of doubters of this Broncos team. Broncos, baby. Uh, Mario, appreciate Mario. Mario, in the house. Uh, call back. I missed your call. We were, we were clapping for Mario. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Mario! Dial back in, Mario. Proud to be bunkmates with you, Shoddy said. Kayla! Kayla! You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, my name is Kyle. Uh, I am in a keeper league and my keepers are Jonathan Taylor, Eckler and CD lamb. Uh, I won last year. So they gave me the 12th overall pick. So I have the 12 and the 13. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do at that 12 and 13 spot. I'm assuming players like ETN or hall will be available. And then you're looking at quarterbacks like Herbert, uh, Hertz, uh, uh, Murray and, uh, all this, the receivers like is this know, a keeper Brown league? this is a and, keeper league yes it's a keeper okay yeah, so I'm kind of giving you players that'll be available at that 12 13 spot I guess my overall question is based on my roster I have two stud running backs in JT and in Eckler and then I have CeeDee Lamb as a stud receiver um, I feel like I need to go receiver there because we have it's a three wide receiver and one flex uh, no tight end and we have a quarterback spot. Um, am I am I shooting myself in the foot not going to receiver there if I decided to go like Hertz and Etn or Hall or or what what would you be looking to do at that twelve thirteen? I mean, I I don't pass on uh, on Hall. I don't pass on Hall if he's there. I'm I'm punching it, bro. I don't care. Like, cause you could start three running backs, right? So. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, I put yeah. him in my flex, and then with my five oh one. Um, I mean, if you didn't have any wide receivers at all, I'd be worried about not having a wide receiver, but you've got lamb. You can get St. Browns. You can like, you'll Elijah Moore. Like, I think you'll be fine at wide receiver two and three. Um, I wouldn't force it. Who are the wide receivers that are going to be there? Uh, the possible, the, at least the receivers that are available right now, you have DJ Moore, uh, McLaurin, uh, Allen Robinson, 
Amon St. Brown. Uh, you have Hollywood. Um, those are like McClure, those are McClure's, that I'm looking at. McLaurin's the only player you named that is even in the conversation over Brees Hall and ETN. Like, who's your quarterback? Okay. That's the other thing is do I take a quarterback with that 501 like Herbert, Jackson, Murray, Hertz, and Burrow are all available? So this 501 is the same pick that you'd be drafting Hall with? No, because I have – I have the the turn the twelve thirteen. Oh, you do, bro. bro Herbert, look at look. It's not there's nothing to even consider for me. Like I could, I could press the button now, get on a plane and land, and be like, okay, where's my champagne? I'm walking to the bank right now. I'm getting chauffeured to the bank. It's it's Brees Hall, and it's either Herbert or Burrow, and you just walk away from the table. All done. There, I mean, th- those are those are ballers, okay. bro. You could go Etn and Hall, but you can't start four running backs, right? So I I would go Brees Hall. I would go Burrow or Herbert. You pair that with Javante and Eckler. And and I would consider like trading Eckler for a pick that would get you, you know, you know, I'd consider like a trade for Eckler potentially, but past that, you know, because I don't know if he's got like a long, long time left, to be honest. I think he's got one or two years left. But, but I mean, past that, your team is straight fire across the board in dynasty you got hall you've got uh eckler you've got john uh javante you got burrow or herbert lamb i mean and you're gonna get you're gonna get maybe you won't get mclaurin or someone like that but you never know who's gonna be there for you You could get two elijah moore type players you're gonna be absolute fire bro not even a not even a hesitation in my mind especially if you're talking dynasty like it's a dynasty keeper you can keep burrow for as long as you want or herbert it's a it's a three keep. So at the end of the season, you you pick your best three, and you move forward. Yeah, I still do it though because you're going to win the championship. Yeah, and then okay. and then give yourself. Yeah, that. I guess I guess my. And don't trade Eckler. In that case, don't trade Eckler because you're going to have plenty of options. Eckler might not even be one of your three that you keep, and so I wouldn't worry about it. Eckler's fine now. I thought maybe it was a it was a limited dynasty keeper type of situation, okay. but. Yeah. Insane. With role. with so many quarterbacks available, I I mean, because there's also Pittman and, and Waddle and Higgins that are available. And if they fall and I can take them at the 501 and then come back around with Herbert, Jackson, Murray, Hurt, and Burrow all available, would you gamble and hope that one of them comes back to you at the six? Or, or do you just hit the button on Herbert and say, well, I'll take whatever wide receiver if you, left in the I mean, round. only you can answer that question, my man. If you believe your people that you draft with, because I don't know them, I don't know them from Bob. Like, they may all wait on quarterbacks, like in the throne draft. I told my people, we get Burrow or Herbert at 4.12 piece of cake in this throne draft. Um, and I knew it. I knew it. So we didn't take Josh Allen. I'm an early quarterback advocate but that doesn't mean i go early court doesn't mean i use don't use my noggin bro when i know what's going on what time it is we waited on josh allen because we got herbert at 4.12 if you know your people and you'll get burrow with the next pick then mclaurin and hall would be a smash but that's only if you know bro okay because i mean burrow and herbert are that much of a difference maker i like mclaurin but i mean 
you could get, a, like I said, Elijah Moore and Herbert or Elijah Moore and Burrow. I mean, honestly, bro, that's better than going McLaurin and quarterback later. The apples to apples comparison. Yeah. Give me the Burrow or Herbert, bro. Give me that top maybe one overall score in all of fantasy football in Burrow or Herbert. That's what we're talking about there. I, I I get it. I love Trey Lance later, man. I love I love Jalen Hurts later. You could get Jalen Hurts and McLaurin. That's not bad. Like if you missed, you'd still be okay. Like if you took McLaurin and you took the gamble, you're not gonna be screwed. But give me give me whoever you're getting later with the Herbert or Burrow. But Hurts and McLaurin would still be fired too. So either way, you're you're looking good, bro. You set yourself up awesome. Congratulations. Keep balling out. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks. And you really do think that Herbert and Burrow are, are mounds ahead of like Jackson and Murray and Hurts, even though you know with their legs and that upside in PPR. No, bro. I'm just saying oh, it over. In... No, bro. I'm just saying it over and over for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm... I guess I guess I just you know it, it, opinion. You know, like, fun time. You got great opinions as well. I'm here listening to yeah. you. What? What? Other than you know, you saying Herbert and Burrow. Yeah, of course they're ballers, but. You know what? I mean, uh, bro, could feeling or could Lamar Jackson hang with them all year? I mean, it's possible, but I, I just, you know, could Elijah Moore hang with McLaurin? It's possible. Like, we're, it's again apples to apples. We could play that game all the way down the draft board. Like what you just asked me, I could ask you about the two wide receivers we're talking about. You know, like could Elijah Moore outscore McLaurin? You know, probably probably not, but like it could happen. You know, or whoever you get later on, let's say St. Brown falls, could St. Brown outscore McLaurin? It could happen. Could Hertz outscore or Lamar outscore Burrow or Herbert? It could happen. But I feel that Herbert and Burrow, and if Burrow will fall, that would be the home run. McLaurin and Burrow, you might as well just you might as well just not. You don't even need to draft the rest of the draft, bro. You, you crush it, but. Can you get Burrow to fall? I don't. Only you can answer that. If you can, then it's the home run move of the century. But I, yeah. I don't. It just depends. You got to make that call. Okay. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Call back All if right, you have. Well, thanks, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. What else you got? Take it easy. All right. Later. Call into the show. Down 602 in Ace Hey, Smitty, Stafford or Russell Wilson and redraft this oh, year. Oh, I already got that. Okay, guys. I just drafted two picks in the Cooper Cup League for today. I picked up Burks and uh, Chris Olivier. Uh What do y'all think? I got sniped. I was going to pick up Hawkins and... Uh, and the tight end from uh, uh, Buffalo. So, y'all sniped me. I mean, I was right there. Knox. And both my picks got sniped. Knox would have been good. Olave, I'm not high on Burks right now, Terry. I know I was. Like, here's where you got to be honest with yourself. You know, me being, not you, Terry. Me being honest with myself. Okay? Here's me. Here's me being honest with myself. Burks, I liked more than any other receiver based on paper, based on college film. Um, He looks a lot like Debo Samuel in the field, but his situation isn't good. He's struggling with the breathing. He seems like he's behind. I I just like, you gotta, you've gotta, you've gotta react. And I'm backing off of Burks right now. And I'm just not feeling it. 
I'm just not feeling it. And that's me being honest. And you want somebody to be honest with you, whether it feels like, oh, he, he liked Burks before. Now he doesn't. He's flip-flopping. I'm not flip-flopping. I'm adjusting and adapting. And that's the way I do it. And some people are going to look at it a negative way. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I'm not on board of Burks right now. Situation is garbage. I'm just not. I'm just not into it. I'm not into it. I'm. I'm feeling. I'm getting a bad vibe. Alave, I like a lot, but he's also got a volatile situation there in New Orleans with Mike Thomas, with the quarterback situation. It's volatile. You got Garrett Wilson. You could say there's some volatility there, and there's some competition. And you got you got uh, Drake London. You got a horrible quarterback situation that may develop if Ritter gets in there. Who knows? Uh, Watson's got the best situation out of them all. So rookie-wise, redraft like outlook for rookies, go ahead and give me Watson all day long, you know, because he's the one that feels like I, I. It feels like he's he's gonna get force-fed and he's gonna get a ton of work. Give me Jamison Williams long term for rookies, and then I don't really know where I fall in the rest of them. Drake London, I like Garrett Wilson, probably second or third. And then it's like Drake London. I'm not as I'm not as on board of Drake London as everybody else because I don't know that he's gonna get fed like everybody wants him to get fed. Um, MT, are we talking about MT? Uh, MT what are we talking about? Um, let's talk about MT. MT, we don't know what we're dealing with. This guy's running routes on the field. And granted, it's nice to see, but he's running routes on the field. He's making cuts. He's making cuts like my grandma makes, you know, trying to, to turn the corner in the kitchen. And my grandmother's not, not alive anymore. So what's that tell you? MT doesn't, isn't looking ready to go to me just because he's on the field running and cutting very, very rounded corners. Like, it's good to see he's running. That's that's a positive. But a lot of people acting like Mike Thomas is returning. The return of Mike Thomas, top five wide. Like, what are you doing? Have you not learned your lesson from Barkley last year, from McCaffrey a couple years in a row? Like, until a player that is completely injured and proven that he can't be, he hasn't returned yet, until that player returns, you can't put your faith in that player to be the, the old self that they used to be. You got to be out of your mind to trust Mike Thomas at that kind of uh, level of, of talent and output. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, my name is Bradley Montgomery. Who? Bradley Montgomery. Oh, okay. Very formal. Bradley Montgomery. How how can I help you, sir? Hey, man. I was just inquiring about um, 3-0 pick in a full PPR league. I'm really leaning towards CMC, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get sniped above me. How are you feeling about uh, Eckler at that three spot as opposed to Cooper Cup? Third over redraft PPR? Yes, sir. Uh, one QB, uh, non tight end premium or anything weird like that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third overall, uh, this is my ranking and, and, and I don't blame anybody for being different. Like that's, that's the nature of why we play. I'm not going to rip on anybody for like in Cooper cup, number one, number two overall or whatever. But me, I don't have Cooper cup, even three. I have it going like it, it to me, it's JT Najee Harris or JT Jamar chase Jefferson Harris. That's my ranking. I think Najee's deserving of the two pick if you want to go running back. Um, I think Jamar Chase is deserving of the two or three or four pick if it's PPR. 
If it's non-PPR, then I'd probably drop Jamar, Chase, Cooper Cup, and and uh, uh, Justin Jefferson below Najee and Eckler, but still up there pretty high. But I don't, I don't, I don't have CMC in my top five. So if you're drafting a third, if it were me, I'd feel very fortunate if McCaffrey went two or one. Um, I'm not taking Henry in the top five. I'm not taking CMC in the top five. Doesn't mean that. I'm right and you're wrong if you like him there. It just means I'm not I'm not betting on that. I'm not betting on Mike Thomas and Christian right. McCaffrey and these guys that went down and literally have to prove their value before I just hand them the keys to to my entire season. In glass houses. There are glass mansions in a way, like total upside, but at the same time I'm so call I'm so scared to draft them. You know? Yeah. What's up, uh, Thorbear? Second year, I figure he'll be healthy. Yeah, uh, so. but but don't be afraid of Najee. But but the safest route it's PPR. You said, yeah, safest yeah, route. PPR. Safest route to be honest is Jamar Chase. I I know it sounds crazy. It sounds high, but that's how I feel. Like in my gut, I feel like Jamar Chase is ready to explode. Now you have to stay healthy. I can't predict that. I'm not I'm not overseeing his his meal plans. I don't know what. You know what he's doing in the off season necessarily, or the, the you know his workouts. He could tear an ACL on the like. I can't control a lot, but knowing what I know and knowing how, you know Higgins being there to keep defenses honest is really hard to like double team either one of those guys. I mean, I, I really, I really like it, bro. I really like the idea of, especially if you think like a a Javante could fall or something, then. But 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 if you think running backs will get gobbled up, um, it doesn't hurt to go Najee to be safe or Eckler. If you're a running back guy, if you're if you're like a Javante would be there. If you're a worry ward about this whole thing, like and you're going to be up at night, like I have people that say, "Smitty, should I do this?" I'm like, "Hey, it's a little risky, but if you land Javante in the second round, you're going to be balling out, bro." And they're like, "Okay, okay, let's do it." And then literally nothing but regret. Message after message. Smitty, I made a mistake. I've been up all night. I'm a running back drafter. I can't believe I went wide receiver. I don't know what to do. It's me when I do. Like, <laughs> if you're that kind of person, don't go crazy. Do your normal stuff. Najee, Eckler, very safe. Um, I don't... You can CMC if you want. You know, don't don't let me talk you out of that. But if you think Javante's there at the end of two, bro, you go, you go Jamar Chase and Javante... I'm gonna to want to shake your hand, young man. That's some upset. What do you think about a tight end following that, like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews? Like, based on my group, it's highly predictable that they could be available at that three spot. You know, especially on that second swing. Oh, oh, in the second round. Uh, um, after after Javante. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay with Kelsey there. I don't like Andrews round two ever. It's, it's not a knock on him. Okay. It's just I like other players better. If he's there in three, I'm okay with yeah. it. But, but like you got to understand something. Like my mentality is different than yours. It doesn't mean yours is wrong. If you like Kelsey in round two, there's some people that love Kelsey at 15, 12. And I'm not – I don't rip on that stance. That's a that's a, an opinion, and it's a certain kind of building. If you're good at building a team with an early tight end, it takes a special kind of person. Not that I don't think I can do that. But I think I build best for my my skill set of finding sleeper running backs and sleeper tight ends and all that. Like I am the number one ranker in the fantasy industry according to Fantasy Pros. Two out of the last three years, I finished number one overall 
and hundreds and hundreds of analysts, bro, on the tight end rankings for for redraft. So you're going to have me looking at different than you're going to be looking at because I'm trying to land the next Hawkinson. I'm trying to land the next Waller. I'm telling people that Schultz could outscore Andrews. Maybe. Not for sure. I'm saying this is a bold stance, a bold take. I'm not I'm not here to make people say, yeah, yep, that's, that's a great, I agree with that 100%. I'm here to kind of try and not make waves just for clicks. I'm here to make waves in the industry the best that I can and make people think outside the box. And Dalton Schultz, there's a reason why my tight end rankings are good every year is because I, I try and figure out and pinpoint who those guys are going to be before they become them. Dawson Knox. Absolutely love him, bro. You could get him in round 10. You get you give me Javante and Dawson Knox, and then what running back are you getting in round 10 with Andrews? Give me Dawson Knox and Javante over your Andrews and whatever running back you can even get in round 7. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Schultz to the Straight moon. That, just no-go. Fryermuth to the moon. You know, and they're not going to... Fryermuth's not going to be as good especially his quarterback situation. If you had a great quarterback, if, if Russell Wilson went to, or Aaron Rodgers went to, went to Pittsburgh, Fryermuth would be in the top five or six tight end rankings for everybody. That's how good he is. And that's how good his situation would have been. His situation is not great. So he's not going to outscore Andrews. But if you, if you compare Javante and Fryermuth to Andrews and the player you're getting, Fryermuth does his job very well. And Javante smashes home my side of it to a, uh, an amazing degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But trust your gut. I mean, oh, Andrews I is... really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And Andrews is, like, I don't mean to confuse you here by saying this, but Andrews is good in the th- top of the third. I'm not I'm not against it. Like, you can, you can still... Like, what if you did get... I mean, I'm going to make you... I'm going to send you away now feeling two different ways at the same time. What if you landed Pollard later and you got Andrews... And Pollard becomes the starter and is a top five running back. You know what I'm saying? You can you can win. A, my point is you can win a hundred thousand different ways, bro. Nobody's got the formula that that works every time, or everyone would use it. You know, it's all about flow and landing this player. And if you get the next Fryermuth that becomes the next top four quarter or tight end, or Knox becomes better than Andrews somehow, or Andrews gets hurt, or misses games and Lamar's thrown off by the fact that he lost his star wide receiver and the team wants to run more. Every time they try and mess with this Baltimore offense, it, it's disastrous. Hey, let's not have Lamar Jackson run as much. Let's let's hold him back. Now he's not the quarterback he wants to be. He struggled and busted. Two years ago, absolute bust. He was garbage the first eight games of the season. Not entirely his fault. The team held him back. He couldn't he couldn't be his himself. That's not who he is. So they said, let's not let him run. And the first eight games, he busted. He was he was one of the he was not even a top ten quarterback for eight straight weeks. And then they let him loose again. And so like you trade away his number one wide receiver. He doesn't want to sign a long term deal. Why do you think that is? Why is he not inking? He could probably get whatever he wants right now. But he decided I do not want to sign a long term deal with the Ravens right now. Why is that? Why is he literally wanting to play for less money this year? Because he's uncertain about whether he wants to be there. Even though they've asked him, do you want to be here? He's like, yeah, I, I see myself here for the long... Like, of course he's going to say that. But it's like, he's probably worried about whether they're going to set him up the way he wants to be set up. He, he wants to have things a certain way. So, I don't know how we got on that topic. But anyway, appreciate you, man. Call it anytime. No, dude. 
Yeah, take care of my man Drew Grindset. Just keep it going, dude. Yeah, who is this again? I forget. Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, I'm oh, more, my man. I appreciate. Yeah, it. thank you, Bradley. Later. Okay, guys. Terry. Terry. Ter- oh, I already played Terry's message. Um, graveyard voicemails. I think we're done. Uh, voicemail group two. This is the other Terry. Hey, Smitty, Terry here. Uh, love me some B. John Robinson for next year uh, at the 101, but I think I'm going to have to put my boy Jackson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, at the 1 over B. John. That's just uh, my feel, my take. Um, I don't know. What do you think? But I love me some Jackson. Love B. John Robinson, too. Addison, the other wide receiver as well. And uh, Charbonnel, the other running back, uh, he's uh, he's right up there as well. Charbonnel, Charbonnet, I think it's Charbonnet is how you pronounce it. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Charbonnet is. I I told everybody about this Charbonnet kid coming out, and then he decided to go back and play another year of college. But Charbonnet is an absolute monster. I don't know if he'll translate. It's not a guarantee, but he can't be tackled. Like this guy cannot be. Ta- it's it, when I watch footage on. Look up Charbonnet. Look up Charbonnet. Uh, this this running back is the most impossible to tackle running back I've ever seen. It's absolute craziness. Um, yeah. So, but but no, Robinson to me for now. For now, and look, we got a whole season that's got to be played before we can actually, I think, say these things with ultimate confidence. But I could at least say for right now, Robinson's locked and loaded in my one point one. Bijan Robinson is literally. Uh, one of the best running back prospects, uh, I think, as of right now in people's mind that we've seen in a long, long time. I can already give a moon call, moon shot to Robinson for right now. To the moon. Schultz to the moon. Definitely Schultz to the moon for sure, bro. To the moon. Call into the show. Dial 602 Terry, again. Hey, Smitty, Terry here. Um, a report out of Pittsburgh is saying that uh, Pittsburgh is uh, not going to be offering Deontay Johnson the Terry McLaurin money or any kind of 20-plus uh, uh, mills like most receivers have been getting uh, to Deontay Johnson. Uh, that's a, a typical Steelers uh, story there because they, uh, they did that one time with... Uh, um, oh, with that when they paid Antonio... For- Scooby, Dawson Knox to the moon. To the moon. I'm sorry. Antonio Brown instead of, uh, can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, if that's uh, going to happen and Deontay Johnson is not going to be a Steeler next year, I'm telling you, look out for Menace Pick and George Pickens. This guy is going to be the, the real deal if Deontay Johnson is not a Steeler next year. Yeah, look, what do you think? look, I mean, I take a lot of heat for my Deontay Johnson uh, uh, doubt, you could say. And it's not that I don't think Deontay can't he can be a fourth round type of player but like why take him there there does you're taking him at his ceiling like we've been talking about all show what player has the safest floor what player can climb up draft boards in hindsight after the fact you're like man you know this guy this guy could be a top 15 overall i think deontay's ceiling is in round four um I know a lot of you are going to say you finish 8, 9, 10. Is this the Dynasty show? No, it's not, Fantasy Dog. Climbing up 
I, I don't think he could. He finished eight, nine, ten last year in in wide receiver rankings. I get it, but but Big Ben was there peppering him with targets. Do you guys remember how good a uh, uh, Antonio Brown would be? And Big Ben would go down, and Antonio Brown, who is the clear-cut number one wide receiver in fantasy football for a long time. He's always the number one wide receiver. Everyone drafted Antonio Brown number one. But do you guys remember what would happen when Big Ben would go out? We got a subscriber. We got Ryan. You you remember what would happen when Big Ben would go down? AJ er, uh, Antonio Brown with the Steelers would be literally... Not even close to a wide receiver one in fantasy for the entire time Big Ben was down. Uh, Ryan, I spilled. <laughs> you guys want to see? <sighs> I can show you. I, I spilled a Coke in the kitchen when I was when you guys saw me in the beginning of the show, and there was like a minute left before the countdown hit. I ran out there. I got a Coke. I opened it up. I took a sip. I set it on the counter. I ran to the bathroom. I came back, and the Coke was overflowing everywhere. It's all over the counter. I had 20 seconds left. I came back in and did this show. Two hours, Coke has been spilled all, all over the counter. I hope Miss Smitty doesn't come home and see that. It's been there for two hours. Or hour and how long we've been live? An hour and 50 minutes. There's a little bit of a, of a Mexican Coke spilled out all over, bro. Because I, I didn't clean up after myself. Because I had to go live. I had to go live. Things happen. Things are getting in the way. Priorities, bro. But that's out there on the counter. Deontay Johnson. He's not a fourth round pick. I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't. I think Big Ben not being there to pepper him with targets is going to give you a different result, a different kind of Deontay. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. So if I if I'm if I'm anybody contemplating Deontay, I would say round five, which you probably won't fall to, or you let somebody else him be somebody else's problem. I'm not going near Deontay in round four. And for those that draft Deontay in round three, that's as bad as taking Leonard Fournette at two point five, like just just a complete. I I can't I can't think of three players that I disagree with more ADP wise right now than Cam Akers in round three. You've just been Smitty disapproved. I would say Leonard Fournette in round two. You've just been Smitty disapproved. And Deontay Johnson anywhere in three to mid four. You've just been Smitty disapproved. And that isn't to say that I don't like Deontay like in round five or six. Like I could take him there, but I'm not taking him in round four. I'm just not. Just not doing it. Uh, Terry, thank you for the messages. Asher. Yeah, Terry uh, makes a lot of good points. Former. Or, um... Huge Steeler fan here. Just think that Steelers really only give those those mega contracts to Hall of Fame candidates like, you know, T.J. Watt or Ben Roethlisberger or A.J. Um, Tony Brown. Um, yeah, Terry makes a good point. I don't think Steelers are going to give them any. Yeah, I think we – whoops, I didn't mean to hit that. Uh, let's 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 read Scooby Doo's question here. I'm gonna have uh, the system read it while I handle this real quick. How does Deontay Johnson not getting a big extension affect Rashad White's moon landing? It's a good question. 
It's a good question. As long as the flux capacitor is at full capabilities by the time Rashad White gets into ignition mode at a 2.41 gigahertz landing spot angle, we really have a whole lot to worry. We don't have a whole lot to worry about, do we? Get in there mode, get the moonshot. <laughs> uh, thank you, Scooby. It's like Scooby's is reading the back of the, the Crest toothpaste. Crest has been shown to be an effective DK preventive dentifrist. White. Third down back. Cooking Buffalo. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hello? I don't know. Uh, Asher? Not sure Deontay Johnson's going to get paid in the long run. I agree with Terry. Um... He might be on another team next year, um, but he's been really good for us. He's We got him in the third round. We're just going to go ahead and draft another guy in the third round and watch out for Claypool and George Pickens this year. Hell yeah. Yeah, Claypool's going to get a lot, of, a lot of hate. Guys, Michael KCPA saying amazing underdog was $500 contest called the Bulldog. He's talking about underdog, but underdog, go to the link in the description or go to Right here, you can see this little banner. I have it at the top of my thefantasyfootballshow.com or you can use promo code SMITTY. The easiest way is to click the link in the description and get on over and play Underdog Fantasy like Michael KCPA is talking about because you can get these steals on Underdog right now. Like Burrow in round 5-6. Oh, it's like taking candy from a baby in a, in a best ball Mania 3 draft where there's, five, there's $10 million in prizes in these best ball mania drafts, $2 million to first place, $1 million to second, 470th place gets you a grand. Like we always say, hey, Ma, I finished 470th place in the underdog best ball mania promo code Smitty at Underdog Fantasy. I finished 470th place. Are you proud of me, Ma? That's horrible, son. My son's a moron. But, Ma, Think of all the meatloaf we could buy that you can cook for me and send down to the basement. Think of all the meatloaf you could buy with a thousand dollars. Are you telling me 470th place gets one thousand dollars? Yes, Ma. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think so. That sounds too good to be true. It is true, Ma. And Underdog Fantasy using promo code Smitty. It's literally like taking candy from a baby. 470th place gets you $1,000. I had a couple people tell me that my mom needed a throat lozenge, that my mom needed to drink a glass of water, that my mom sounds very angry. Um, I don't appreciate... Actually, it's fine. She's kind of a... (laughs) She's kind of screaming over there. I get it. I get it. Uh, Best Ball Mania. We will, Carlos. We always do those at night. This is the new show. This is the, the regular show. Um, I think we're all set on all the voicemails. I think we got all those. Uh, looks like we're on the on deck in the throne draft. Oh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and, and, and do the throne pick right now. Um, we're on deck, but we can at least... I think they're already voting on it, so let's let's look at this. Who are we taking with this next pick? Uh, we're on the, on the clock here next... In the throne draft, this is perfect timing. Here is the the throne draft here. 
We've got the obviously the far left squad. Our team is also right here. Let me go ahead and, and show our team off. This team is fire. Straight fire. Look at this roster. Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Dawson Knox, Tony Pollard, Brandon Ayuk to replace Hopkins until Hopkins is ready to come back. Tyler Algier, Rashad White, Alec Pierce, Ty, Ty Davis Price. Um, We're up. There's, two, there's three more draft picks. There's no kickers, no Ds. Uh, we do need a backup quarterback. What do you guys think we should do here? Um, looking at quarterback rankings, Deshaun Watson is there, if you dare. I mean, what if he gets four, what if he gets six to eight games, though? You know, it's something to talk about. I'm not saying I want to take him, but we are on deck, so we have back-to-back picks. We could literally take Watson and Davis Mills here if we wanted. I, I'm not saying I want to. I'm, I'm just saying, what if he gets six to eight games? What if he gets six to eight games? Well, at least we'll have something to celebrate if it ends up being something like that. <laughs> but Davis Mills, I like a lot. Watson, I like a lot. Uh, Justin Fields is pretty good for a fantasy, fantasy perspective. Um, Jamison Williams is there. We do need a backup quarterback. Uh, we could just take one. We could take just Mills. And then running backs that are available, Chuba Hubbard, Deonta Foreman, Zamir White's interesting, Sony Michelle, uh, Ingram from the Cardinals, the rookie, uh, Gaskin, Carson, no thanks, Deontay, or uh, Dearness Johnson, Trey Sermon. Um, we do have Davis Price, and Trey Sermon is looking pretty shifty right now in practice, I might add. There's a lot of good reports coming out about, about this kid uh, finally getting it together. We got Batty. Batty's available. Snoop Connor is available. That Jacksonville running back uh, rookie. Um, wide receiver, we have David Bell from Cleveland, the rookie. Mechie. Um, not a lot of great options available at wide receiver, to be completely honest. I think in the queue, I had queued up Mills, Sermon, Zamir White, Robert Tunyon. We do need a backup tight end. Our tight end is Dawson Knox. We could use a backup tight end. We don't necessarily need a backup tight end. You can usually kind of pick one up. Landry's okay. McKinnon, no thanks. Uh, Tua, no way. Moon Rock, come on, bro. Wait, Tua? Did you say Tua? Bro, you say Tua? Did you say take Tua? Bro. Did you say take Tua? Absolutely. He's the best player on the board. He's the most accurate quarterback. Not only is he the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, he's the most accurate quarterback available. No, look, I mean, you could like Tua. I'm not going to rip on Tua. I like Davis Mills. I think Mills is a baller. It wouldn't be crazy to go Watson and Mills, broskies. There's not a, it's not like we're passing on a lot of great talent. You know what I'm saying? It's not like there's a lot of amazing talent sitting here. This is a lot of media mediocrity. So like would it be crazy to go Mills and Watson? No, it wouldn't. Crowder's gone by the way. Um Silver, I know Silver wanted Crowder pretty bad. He just got sniped two picks ago. Silver's going to lose it. Silver's gonna absolutely lose it. He's like, we better, we better get, we better get Crowder on this next pick, or I'm gonna be upset. This is Silver. <laughs> we don't get Crowder, someone's gonna get hurt. <laughs> I got you guys. I got you guys. The last pick. You better get me Crowder. Or you better get him to me now, or it's gonna get ugly in this mug. It's gonna get ugly in this mug. I'm gonna get upset. This is Silver signing off.
Better get my boy Crowder. If Crowder gets taken before our pick, I'm gonna come across that screen, Smitty, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get upset. Silver Silver's gonna be upset. Uh, tight ends available. Gronk retired. Tunyon hurt. And Joku, eh? Honestly, I mean Zamir White's kind of interesting. Davis Mills and Watson. Watson could last, but like I don't know. It's just like I don't know why I feel like Watson. Yeah, Silver's mad. Sorry, Silver. I I don't know why Watson's appealing around fifteen to me right now. I just feel like what if they come back with a six to eight game crap, and, and we have Watson on the bench. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We shot the bed on that one, says Silver. I don't know. Davis Price is pretty good. I like Alec Pierce. I I Crowder could have been Crowder and Davis Price would have been okay with me. Silver. It was it was fine. Take Cameron Brait. I don't know, Lincoln. I'm I'm okay with whatever you guys want. I'm not a big Brait guy. But he could be okay, bro. Uh, who are we going with, guys? Let's vote it out. That way I can just make the selections. Uh, I probably won't draft them live. We're going to do it now. So let's vote. Everybody vote your two players you want back-to-back. Go. Vote. Vote on the screen. I will put it on screen. Stash Odell, no overcome. He he won't be ready till real late in the year, if ever. Alex is Tua. Oh God, if we take Tua, I might throw up live on the on the show. I might throw up right on the show. Um, Tunyon, Mills and Tunyon. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan there? Oh, Matt Ryan is there. That's not bad. I didn't even see Matt Ryan there. Watson Mills says David. Alave is he's gone, I think, bro. Yeah, Alave's gone. Winston and Tunyon. Silver knows what's up. Tunyon and Mills, Watson and Mills, Mills and Tunyon, Matt Ryan, Tunyon and Winston, Mills and Everett. This is getting close, guys. Come on. Winston and Tunyon. It's all over the map. Matt Ryan and Mechie, Curtis Samuel. I don't know. Curtis Samuel's. The odds of Curtis Samuel being healthy, bro, are like the odds of lightning striking me right now with no clouds in the sky it's the daytime overcome with a super chat overcome says already have the glasses to a the hidden gem thank you for the super chat Tua seems more fun I don't know if he's he's okay Tunyon and Winston Tua and Watson Ryan and Tunyon oh my god we're all over the map it doesn't matter QB will have Herbert every time yeah, but we do need to back him up. Watson's just interesting, just because I know we're gonna we take a lot of crap from the other communities when they do the team reviews if we take Watson, but I don't know. It just feels like what if he gets six to eight games and we've got him as a backup? It's pretty good. I feel like he's probably he should be out for the year, but I, I just think they might do some six to eight game stuff. Mills is good though. R- Matt Ryan's pretty safe. Matt Ryan's pretty safe. 
Fields is pretty safe. Might as well take Watson, actually, says Scooby. Tua and Tunyon. Mills and Mechie. We're all over the map. I don't know. I gotta start doing polls. Watson is terrible. This is Andrew. You don't win playing safe, it's true. I mean, you can, but I get you. I feel you, bro. Kind of feel like Tunyon might be a leader based on the votes. To, and that's not what I necessarily want. I don't mind him, but like I'm trying to be honest with this process and have you guys draft him. Uh, you'll be dropping Watson by week four with the buys. is true. That's true. We, we can't afford to hold him. I like that take. I like Chris Evans. I don't know about that, but Fields and Tunyon. Okay, so I think M Mills got enough votes that I think we can go Mills or Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan or Mills. Okay, so let's narrow it down to Matt Ryan and Mills. Matt Ryan or Mills... If you want to throw Fields out there or something, you can. But Matt Ryan or Mills, vote. Go. Matt Ryan or Mills, vote. Vote now. Brian Mills. Um, or Davis Mills. Brian Isn't Brian Mills. Brian Mills is in the Taken, the movie Taken. Davis Mills. <laughs> uh, Ryan, Tua, Mills, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Mills. Ryan, Tua. Fields, Ryan Fields to a Ryan, 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 Ryan Fields, Ryan, Ryan it is, I'm, I'm going to be honest with the process, it's what you guys wanted, so uh, Ryan, and if Ryan's taken, we'll take Mills, okay, because we're, we're on, we're on deck, so they could take Matt Ryan, uh, next up for us would be who, do we go Tunyon? Or do we go with Zamir White? Or do we go with... I didn't really hear a lot of other options that, that seem like they would be vote winners. Kind of feel like Zamir White's worth it. Because what happens if he ends up starting games? I really like Zamir White. Um, backup tight end, Tunyon. So Tunyon or Zamir White? Tunyon, Tunyon, Tunyon. Tunyon for upside. Okay, and if let's say Tunyon's taken, we'll go white. So we'll go Matt Ryan, because that's what the vote wanted. If Matt Ryan's gone, we'll go Mills. We'll go Tunyon, and if Tunyon's gone, we'll go Zemir White. End of discussion. Case closed. That's going to do it for today's show. We went two hours and eight minutes. We went an hour and eight minutes over the normal time. Like, that's how we roll here. I'm live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, which means I'll be back tomorrow for the Wednesday show at 7 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Football Show here on YouTube. Subscribe if you're new. Don't just look for me. Like, subscribe and help the channel out. Wipe your feet on the way out the door. Hit the like button so you can help me help you. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com to get your text advice, your one-on-one -on -one advice, your Discord access. All of that is at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get over to Underdog Fantasy, link below in the description. Use promo code SMITTY or the link below. And I answer every single question in the comments. Not in the live chat here, of course, but once the video goes onto YouTube right after I end it, it's got zero comments. You can ask me a question and test me. Try me. Appreciate every single one of you. See you tomorrow.
Later. I do like Batty Silver. Uh, just real quickly in the chat, if let's say one of the guys goes, is everybody okay with Batty? So we can give Silver what he wants. Plus, I really do like Batty. Batty over Zamir White. I'm kind of feeling that. Anybody want to agree? Anybody want to triple stamp a double stamp on that? Are you going Batty instead of Zamir? If we end up seeing Tunyon or whatever get taken? Kind of like Batty. Almost like Batty over Tunyon. I almost think we go Matt Ryan and Batty. Oh, Batty last round. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do. Okay, good thinking. But if Tunyon does get taken, we'll take Batty for silver. We'll come around for Bubba and take uh, take Batty in the last round for Bubba. The last round, Mr. Irrelevant is going to be silvers, Batty. I love Batty. Batty's good. Appreciate you all. Deuces. Catch you later, Bubba. Deuce, bro.